What's up, guys? Will Wit Live, episode 14. We're back. We're 24 years old now. Can you believe it? I feel like a new man. I feel so much more mature than I was for last episode. It was 23 last episode. Now we're 24. I wanted to come on first and say thank you all for all the birthday wishes. I mean, it was literally, I mean, tens of thousands of you that gave me birthday wishes. I'm not trying to flex and say, wow, I have so many people wishing me happy birthday. I'm trying to come on and say thank you for, for all of your birthday wishes. It meant so much to me. Just, it, It's truly an incredible thing to have so many of you guys do that. And I also got some some very nice mail from you guys. I, got, I asked for Chick-fil-A gift cards last week, and I didn't think that anyone would actually give some, but we got Chick-fil-A gift cards from a few of you guys or more than a few of you guys, all of you who sent stuff in and nice letters and things. It's very thoughtful. Also got a brand new disc golf disc from a person here at work, from Sabrina, who is in charge of Prager Force, which is our student ambassador program. She also got me a pack of White Claws, and best believe those are already gone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're back today. Thank you guys for the birthday wishes, and today we're getting into some good stuff. We're getting into Mulan. I don't know if you guys saw it or not, the new Disney Plus movie about the controversy surrounding that movie. We're talking about Halloween and why it's canceled, and... What else were we talking about today? And we're talking about critical race theory. I also did an interview with a guy who's with the Los Angeles Police Officers Association talking about some of the mandates that they've put in when it comes to regards to what they're actually teaching the students here in Los Angeles about police officers, about social justice stuff, about racism. It's very interesting. So that'll be at the end of today's episode. So definitely stick around for that. So we got a lot of stuff going on today. Remember, uh, I would like to just say real quick that social media giants suck. I hope you're hearing that. Facebook, I know we're on Facebook playing this or we're on YouTube playing this, but you guys are not fair to conservatives. And the only way that you guys can make sure that you help us reach more people and, and be able to get this podcast out there is if you like this podcast, you comment your thoughts, you share this with your friends, and you also go on Apple Podcasts and you rate this five stars and you leave a nice note for me and Taylor because we really appreciate it. And that actually really helps us out. The more people that we can get to see it, the more it'll help us, you know, boost the algorithm and all those kind of things that we're trying to do. So I know I sound like such a social media influencer guy, but seriously, that stuff really does help us out. So please follow us on social media, like the posts, share them, and go to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. Another thing in news, just very important. This is probably the most important thing. I don't have the ticket links yet, so Taylor can't put it in there, and we don't have a graphic yet. But on September 25th, September 25th is the day. Keep that in your calendars for anyone who is here in California. My short documentary, Religion of Green, which is all about how environmentalism has become a religion for secular people. Leftism has become a religion for people. It's a documentary coming out. At later this month, and I am having a live premiere in Los Angeles. I will be speaking. Uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs will be speaking. There will be some other big conservative people there, thousands of people there. So I would love it if you guys came. It's going to be September 25th, 6.30 p.m. at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. That is September 25th, Friday, September 25th, 6.30 p.m. is when doors open. The event starts at 7, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. We're going to be premiering it there. You can come meet me, and we're doing a Q&A as well with myself and some other people. We'd really love to have you there. September 25th, Taylor, put in the comments so people know if you're in Los Angeles or in Riverside or anywhere in California and you want to make the drive, it is September 25th, okay? 7 p.m., Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Last thing, because my mom got mad at me last week, she called me. I call every time I'm done with my podcast, almost every time, I call my mom. 
because she because <laughs> she sends me all these different texts while I'm doing it like I'll be talking about stuff in the podcast and like I'll do a survey and she'll be like that was so boring or I'll like say something she'll be like that was really funny and she'll like tell me for the whole time I get a complete I, I go to my text and I get a complete rundown of the podcast every single time afterwards and so she called me last week afterwards and she was like you are so mean to your dog you were so mean to Rocky and you make it seem like you hate him. Are you abusing your dog? I was like, no, mom, I love Rocky, my dog. So I just had to come on and appreciate Rocky, my dog. And you guys can appreciate him too. For all you guys listening to this later and who aren't watching this live, um, you might not be able to see the picture of Rocky, but he's very cute and I love him. He's my best friend in the whole world. I get to spend every single day with him. I love Rocky. So mom, don't worry. I love my dog and I love you too. Even though my mom and I get in fights about coronavirus and stuff where we have difference of opinion. I still love you, despite you being wrong. But anyway, let's get into today's news. I think the first thing that I want to talk about is is Halloween being canceled. Is Halloween being canceled in L.A.? You guys might have seen the story that's been going around. I mean, it kind of went viral everywhere just about how... Taylor, did you want to say hi, by the way? You can say hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, Taylor's here. And he's also very thankful for the gifts you guys sent because... Because being that I am a socialist, every time I get a gift, I have to give half of it to Taylor. So all the gift cards, all the letters, half of it always goes to Taylor. So he's very grateful, despite only doing half work. Yeah, I'm very pro-redistribution in that. (laughs) Pro-redistribution of the fillets. But no, some people, um, who was it, Yorba Linda conservative moms actually addressed me specifically and sent a separate Chick-fil-A gift card just for me. So Wow. um, You guys are really stepping up the game there. that's very nice that's very nice your belinda moms we bot really lives appreciate matter it. bot lives matter yes they don't eat any chicken supposedly i'm a bot that's he that if you guys have been here you guys know the running joke taylor is a bot anyway i want to talk about halloween and why halloween is canceled which is crazy because taylor and i were talking before this halloween is both of our favorite holidays we're also both architects according to that personality quiz <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff we have in common but i think i can pull up what they said here and show you guys. I can make myself smaller. Wow, that is. I have to make myself so small. Anyway, this is. These are some of the the recommendations that they have. Okay, things that are not permitted in Los Angeles for Halloween. And mind you, this is still two months away, almost a month and a half, two months away that Halloween is going to actually even be happening. And they're coming on and saying these things now, like they know what the future is going to be already. It's funny because you know. Halloween, October 31st, that's before November 3rd. If I'm guessing that if Halloween was on November 5th, they wouldn't be putting out these guidelines. Just my prediction. Anyway, things that are not permitted on Halloween. Halloween gatherings, events or parties with non-household members are not permitted, even if they are conducted outdoors. Even if they're conducted outdoors, that's important. You're also not allowed to have a carnival, festival, live entertainment, or haunted house attractions. Things that are not recommended. Door-to-door trick-or-treating is not recommended because it can be very difficult to maintain proper social distancing on porches and at front doors. Ensure that everyone answering or coming to the door is appropriately masked to prevent disease spread and because sharing food is risky. That's true. Sharing a a wrapped Kit Kat is going to give some children the, the virus. That is what L.A. thinks. Trunk or treating, where children go from car to car instead of door to door to receive treats, is also not recommended, particularly when part of Halloween events, since it's difficult to avoid crowding and sharing food. Okay, let's talk about this. This is really stupid. It's really stupid to think that you're telling me, Gavin Newsom, that I can't go around 
I don't have kids. <laughs> but if I had kids, you're telling me that I can't take my kids around to different parents' houses and different doors to go and get candy for Halloween? You're ruining children's childhoods. That's what you're doing. You are ruining people's lives. I know that probably sounds a little like dramatic saying, oh, my kid can't go trick-or-treating. You're ruining his life. But seriously, these are the memories that, that, that you remember when you grow up. I mean, these going and trick-or-treating are some of the fondest memories that I have. Spending time with my mom and my grandparents going and trick-or-treating, some of the best memories I have with my friends. Well, you're not allowed to do that now? What a stupid thing. I mean, this sounds like... I use this... Maybe I... I, this sounds like tyranny. I mean, this is tyranny. This is tyrannical that they're telling you that you can't go out and trick-or-treat. I don't mean to sound too dramatic, okay? But seriously, like, what is going to be next? Are people going to actually follow these guidelines? They say that you couldn't go out on the 4th of July, too. But look what happened then. I mean, they were shooting fireworks everywhere. People were still going out and doing stuff. I don't understand why they want to do this. I mean, they say that it's to keep people safe, but it's like the same thing. It's like Eric Garcetti the other day. He's the mayor of Los Angeles, if you guys don't know. And he on Twitter the other day, because we were having heat, heat waves in, in Los Angeles, and he came on and he said, okay, everyone, it's like 120 degrees outside. He said, okay, everyone, time to set your thermostats to 78 degrees. Everyone has to do their part, right? And I'm just sitting there at home, like burning my butt off, in 120 degree weather, my dog's going absolutely insane. And I'm like, a hundred bucks, a thousand bucks that Eric Garcetti is sitting at home with a cool 65 degrees Fahrenheit uh, temperature in his house while he goes on and tells the rest of us that we're not allowed to do it. I can guarantee you that these elitist politicians who are telling us not to go trick-or-treating, they're going to be in their gated communities and they're going to be trick-or-treating, I mean, with their children. I mean, there's, I, I have no doubt in my mind that some politician is going to be caught doing the exact same things that they tell us normal people that we're not allowed to do because all these people are hypocrites. I mean, this is why I got so mad talking last week about this whole thing, about how hypocritical they are. But it's the exact same thing. And also, I mean, it's just ridiculous that you can't be outside. You can't be outside and have people around you. I mean, they've already done studies and shown that if you're outside, the chances of you and, our, and have a mask on as well. If you have a mask on, you're outside. The chances of you contracting the virus is already so slim, especially, especially if you're a child. And those are the people who are trick-or-treating. You don't have fully grown men going up to people's doors asking for candy. I mean, this is children who are going there. And they are not likely to get the virus. If everyone washes their hands and stays safe, I mean, what is the worst that can happen? I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. I think that this is ridiculous. I'm sure there are people who disagree and think that I'm, I'm putting out there that I want people to die because I want people to go trick-or-treating. I think that going trick-or-treating is more worth it than, than shutting it all down. I think that people should be allowed to trick-or-treat and they should be allowed to have Halloween gatherings, all those kind of things. Just be safe, be respectful, and... And do it the right way. Don't be an idiot. Don't go cough in people's faces and do things without a mask and a, when a huge group of people indoors, especially people with pre-existing conditions or who are susceptible to get the virus. But if you're safe about it, there should be no reason why you can't get along with the rest of your life. Other places are opening up. Other places, other states, other cities, they're fine. They're completely fine. And they're doing the complete opposite of what Los Angeles is doing. But Los Angeles wants to come on and still do this. And I want to look at this one more time because there are these things that they recommend to do, which I think is just very funny. They say permitted and recommended online parties. Who wants to have an online party? <laughs> Taylor's laughing too. Have you ever, have you ever been to an online party? An on, um, I've actually been to a couple online birthday parties during COVID and they've been miserable. What, what happens? 
I mean, you just have a grid of like 40 people all talking at the same time and it's like over zoom. It's just so awkward. Everyone wants to get off, but they feel like, you know, yeah, over zoom. It's just, you know, you feel obligated to kind of stay on until they sing them happy birthday or whatever. You can't have a digital Halloween party. I know. Like how do you bob for apples? Uh, yeah, I mean, or cut a cut a pumpkin open. They, they can only see like you from like. What do you just put a, a dress up your face or? Yeah, you know, you can just throw a Snapchat filter on in that yeah. costume. <laughs> That's be- better. I'll have just the puppy ears on the Snapchat yeah. filter, and that'll be my costume this year. Jeez. It's so dumb. They want you to have an online party. What fun is an online party? Car parades that comply with public health guidelines. Um. Halloween movie nights at drive-in theaters, Halloween-themed meals at outdoor restaurants. So you can go to a, a Halloween-themed meal at an outdoor restaurant and get and have some guy at a restaurant literally give food to your table. Some guy cooked food. <laughs> some guy cooked food with his hands at a restaurant. And you don't have a mask on at the restaurant, and he comes and gives it to you. And then they come and say, <laughs> but if you get wrapped up candy... <laughs> That is or going like to give you sick. Leave it in a bowl outside your door. Like people did that when I was a kid. You know, they, yeah. they didn't want to see you or mess. With, you know, they just hey, take you it out of the bowl. Oh my goodness, that just I just read that. That is contactless trick or treating. Yeah, contact. You could at least do that if you're so worried. Do contactless trick or treating. Right. Leave some candy outside and tell them if they steal more than one piece, they're going to hell. But yeah, the idea that it, you need the government to tell you, like, no, you're not allowed to I know. walk outside down the street to your neighbor's house with your kids and knock on your own neighbor's door on your like this isn't communist China. That's just insane. I know. This is like communist China. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't want to go that far. It's not necessarily communist China. Obviously you can still do Halloween stuff, but it's absolutely ridiculous. America is a place where freedom is our paramount principle. And they're taking that away. And I know this seems like, oh, my God, you're getting so worked up over Halloween. It's a stupid holiday where people dress up and get candy. It's like, yeah, it is a stupid holiday, but I have a lot of fun with it. And it's also like it's a slippery slope. It's the whole thing. Okay? It's a slippery slope that these things take place. Should we have a Will Witt live online pumpkin carving party? <laughs> we should. For the, the week of Halloween, I will bring a pumpkin. What day is Halloween of the year? What do you what mean? Day? 31st of October. No, I know, year. but I'm saying what day of the week. Oh, I know. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? Anyone, comment what day of the week Halloween is, yeah, please. Someone look it up. <laughs> someone look it up. If it's, if it's near the Wednesday, I will carve a pumpkin live. I will carve Gavin Newsom's face out of a pumpkin. <laughs> And then I will pull out all the the stuff, you know, the goop inside the pumpkin. Smash the pumpkin. Smash. No, I'm not going to. This is violent. I would never do anything mostly like peaceful. that. Most, it's a mostly peaceful pumpkin protest. <laughs> it's a mostly peaceful pumpkin smashing. That's what it's going to be. This is getting out of hand. I just think it's incredible that they tell you you can eat at a restaurant, Halloween themed, but you can't get wrapped up candy from like someone you trust. Like, that just blows my mind. You can go to a Panera Bread and eat outside, but you can't go to a <laughs> your friend's house and have a piece of candy. Like, r- absolutely ridiculous. And also, I, I wonder, last thing I'll say on this, if you go to, like, CVS and you get, like, a Jason mask, does that count as your mask? Or do you have to put a mask over your mask? That's a good question. I would, these are the, Gavin, gee, buddy, these are the questions that <laughs> that I'm wondering about. These are the the questions that I need answers to. 
I don't know. It just seems uh, whatever. One Guys, other th- if you are in L.A. and you do want to take your kids trick or treating, it's okay if you call it a peaceful protest. Yeah, it's and a peaceful protest. You know, put a mask on them. Uh, they're you know their costume mask, and then walk down the street and just say they're demonstrating, and then demand candy from your neighbors as reparations. Yeah. Um, and there it's you go. Mostly peaceful trick or treating. Looting is fine. Yeah. Right? So well, I'm just gonna go loot some candy. Yeah. Just go uh, loot your neighbor's candy. <laughs> <laughs> loot your neighbor's candy, and you will be fine. That's okay? reparations. Yeah, that's reparations for you. Okay. Next topic. This one got wild. That was just a lot of different stuff going on with yeah, that. But it's everyone. stupid. It's very dumb. I just I'm worried about what are they gonna do for Thanksgiving? Are they gonna say like, you can't have people outside of your family come for Thanksgiving? You know. Like, I don't know if I'm going back to Colorado. Like, I might be going to my girlfriend's place for Thanksgiving. Are they going to say that I can't go? Screw you. I'm still going. Her her mom is a very good cook. And I hope she's watching and I hope she sees that. She is a good cook. I think, and her, and her dad too. Okay, we're good. let's go into the Oscar stuff. The Oscar stuff I think is pretty important um, if you care about things like that. <laughs> Which, does Which, anyone anymore? Yeah, does anyone care about that? I have... Let me pull up because I have actually the image of the standards that they said. And I want to pull that up so that you guys can see the new standards for the Oscars here. Why? Halloween okay. is Saturday, by the way. Halloween is a Saturday. I'll do, we'll, do it the, we'll do it the week before. We'll do it the wins before. Okay. So these are on-screen representation that the Oscars is now saying. Backstory, the Oscars is now putting in these diversity standards. By the year 2024, a movie has to abide by these standards to be classified, to be able eligible to win Best Picture. And so right now, you have to have at least, if in, for, by 2024, you have to have at least one of the lead actors or significant supporting actors from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. Asian, Hispanic, Latinx, Black, Indigenous, Middle Eastern, Native Hawaiian, or other. And then you also have general ensemble cast. You have to have at least 30% of all actors in secondary and more minor roles are from at least two of the following underrepresented groups, women, uh, LGB, racial or ethnic group, uh, people with disabilities. What? You have to have 30%? This makes absolute... Main storyline has to also talk about intersectionality and about people's struggles if they're women, their racial ethnic group, you know, the same stuff. To me, this is absolutely ridiculous. So right now, me and my buddy Alex are actually doing a really fun challenge. We're going through and we're watching all of the Oscar movies, all of the Oscar winners ever. So we started in 1927 and then we're going through. We're at about 1934 now and a lot of them are pretty good, the ones that we started with. I mean, they're not, you know, like movies today, but it's really cool to see how how Hollywood and film and all these things have progressed. We've watched about six or seven movies so far. Um, My favorite so far has been All Quiet on the Western Front, the Oscar winner for Best Picture in 1930, which was a really good anti-war film, really, really good film. Definitely you guys should watch it. But it's like now, this doesn't reflect anything like any of those movies are like i mean it's just like affirmative action i mean imagine trying to make that movie 1917 that came out you know that's a world war one movie who are the people who got sent over to fight in world war one they're white men okay that's just how it is there's no that's not racist that's not anything to do with we hate black people or we hate people with disabilities or we hate gay people it's like no just the soldiers from america who were sent over to go and fight were white men Those are the people who were sent over. And now they're saying that if you make a movie like that, that is historically accurate, 
then you're racist or you can't win the best picture. And to me, that's absolutely insane. It's affirmative action. It's like the same thing where Los An or California said, you know, we want 50% of the CEOs in, a, in California to be women. It's like, well, what if there aren't that many women who want to be CEOs? Do you then find a woman who's like not that good at the job just to put her in the position just because she's a woman? It's like it should be a meritocracy. It should be all about the best person suited for the job, the person with the most skills, the person who, who is able to do the job the best, whether that's a woman, whether that's a man, whether that's a black guy, a white guy. Like it doesn't matter. It should be the person who will do the job best to come on and say and force people to abide by racial standards or gender standards or uh hetero standards whatever the standard is for that i mean to to abide by these kind of things is absolutely ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous that you have to have these kinds of people in your movies like that it, regardless of historical accuracy or anything like that it, it makes no sense and this doesn't just go into the i only have one screenshot here but it doesn't just go into the what's it called the people who are in the movie, the actors, a story, and the the supporting cast. It's also for the people who do the marketing for the movie. It's also for the people who do the, uh, like the director and those kinds of people. And anyone else, pretty much anyone else involved in the movie, you have to be a minority. If you're not a minority, you're racist. It's basically just anti-white people. That's what this is. If you are making a movie and it has white people in it and it's majority white people because that's historically what it is, I mean, that's that's racist and you can't make that. It has to be about a minority struggles somewhere throughout history or some made-up thing. And to me, that's absolutely ridiculous because I think you're destroying what storytelling is supposed to be about. about. About making beautiful pieces of art. Beautiful pieces of art where you as a director or the writer are able to create something magical that immerses people into a world or, or whatever it might be. And to make people have these certain standards that they have to abide by, you are limiting their creative capabilities by doing that. Okay? You are limiting their creative capabilities. And there's nothing wrong, of course, with having all sorts of different people in your movie. If you want to have a movie that's all African-American people, fine. If you want to have a movie that's all disabled people, fine. Make that movie. You know, you uh, you as a director, you have the ability to make that movie. I mean, that's what the free market is supposed to be about. If you want to make a movie like that, you can make it, right? It's like, look at this female Ghostbusters movie. They Someone had the brilliant idea to make that, and it sucked. It was horrible, you know? But it's like they were allowed to do that. It's a market. They were allowed to do that, and it sucked, and people just didn't like it, you know? It's like you should be allowed to make bad movies or movies that 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 you want to make to say that you can't make that movie or that it can't be qualified to be a best movie ever just because it doesn't have the right amount of people in it to me that seems a little ridiculous and actually racist it's just like affirmative action in schools and people can tell the difference between like a movie that's been plastered together to you know push a narrative which is basically propaganda and something that's honest storytelling and honest art and like people you can feel the difference when you watch something oh yeah you know it's like okay it's like look at the new star wars movie where it's like at the end of the movie they had those two chicks kiss right you see that i didn't watch the last star wars movie. you watch the last star wars movie <laughs> no I, oh. they lost me on the second no it was terrible they were all all the new star the new wars movies were terrible but it had this this part where it was like these two these two women come and smooch they get a little little you know a little smoochy at the end and they and it was you know it was whatever but it's like obviously you're putting it in there to pander it's like these people had no role in the movie you're just putting them in there to like show how woke you are you know yeah. versus like a movie i just watched this movie called the peanut butter falcon have you seen that no it's a shia labeouf movie 
it's about this kid who has Down syndrome and he wants to become a wrestler. And like he breaks out of the place where they kept him because his family left him. And it's like this movie is the main character is like a disabled person, but they didn't do this to like pander to right. to whatever. It's like that's the beauty of the story. It's like an amazing story that Shia LaBeouf like and a beautiful these mind or you know right right others. like something like amazing. It's like instead, like everyone can tell when you put something into pander versus when you mean it. And these standards that the Oscars are putting in are just pandering. It is only pandering. And this kind of leads us into our next topic about all the race stuff, which is the critical race theory, which is how President Trump has come and what he's basically getting rid of critical race theory training within federal offices because, I mean, the whole thing's a scam. Something that that started out, you know, I don't want to call it always bad. You know, who knows? Maybe the critical race theory or some of these things started out with good intentions. Okay, excuse me. Maybe they saw some sort of racism years and years ago. And they were like, okay, we want to educate people on this and we want to fix something, right? That's fine if that's, if that's how it was. But it's gone too far. Critical race theory is no longer even really about fixing divides between different races. It is about how much white people suck. It's about how much America sucks. It's about how America is a racist country in a terrible place. That's what critical race theory is. And so I think it's an amazing move trying to get rid of it. I mean, I don't know why... These people think that, sorry, my mouth, a little dry. I don't know why these people think that you can go in and be able to get away freely with saying things about how horrible your country is when you live in that country, right? Does that not just blow your mind that there are people who get away with that every single day in the most powerful institutions in America? It's like being anti-American is the common culture. It is the right thing to do. It is the moral thing to do within the American lexicon. And it's like, if you're not that, then you're a bad person. You have to be against America. So it just boggles my mind that something like critical race theory hasn't been disbanded or shut down earlier than this. Like it should have, it should have never even started. People who live in this country should be proud of their country. They should be proud of this country. And what I find one of the most hypocritical things about the left is that if you go to someone on the left and you ask them and you say, you know, are you proud of America? They'll say, oh, no, of course not. America's done all these horrible things. But then you ask them and say, you know, should should a guy from Mexico be proud of 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 Mexico? They're going to say, of course he should. That's his heritage. That's where he came from. It's like, why is it OK for someone like that to be proud of being Mexican and proud proud of their heritage, but being proud to be American is not okay. It's really disgusting. It's a disgusting way to look at life when you think that the place that you were born, the place that has given you the opportunity to complain about your country, is now telling you how, uh, you're coming on and saying how horrible it is. I mean, I find that really, really disgusting. Have you ever had to take an HR training course like a critical race theory or anything like that, Taylor? Like past jobs, anything? I mean, no. I work for PragerU, so we haven't really had to have that problem. Yeah, no, PragerU doesn't have that problem. But no, no, fortunately, I have never had to be put through that. And I was also lucky to, like, I graduated college in 2013 from LSU. And that, like, the woke stuff really crested, started getting crazy, like, in you know, from, like, 2014 till now. Yeah. So I feel like I'm, like, among the last who got out before yeah. they were, like, indoctrinated so heavily i mean it was already starting but yeah now it's way worse when i was a lifeguard in 2015 you guys can you imagine me as a lifeguard it must be shocking to know that i did a job like being a lifeguard i know i don't look it 
I look like I should be a, I don't know. I can't think of a self-deprecating joke. Anyway, when I was a lifeguard, 2015, I think, I remember we had to take all these diversity courses. We had to do a whole thing about diversity and racism for lifeguarding. And this was before I was a conservative, but I was just like, I hate this stuff. This is so boring. And it made absolutely no sense to me why they're teaching us about racism. It was like none of the lifeguards were racist. We just wanted to, we just wanted to tan and save lives. Okay, that's what we wanted to do. And now you're coming in and telling us about racism. It's like these things should be disbanded all across the country in HR um, regimes all across the country. It's a terrible thing. This critical race theory stuff. Does that lead into Milan? Can we lead that into Milan? I don't know if we can lead that into Milan, but we're going to lead into Milan anyway. Did you watch Milan? new one the new one no did you watch the old one yeah like 15 years ago probably oh. i recently rewatched the the old one it's so good the old one is so good i mean eddie murphy as mushu is so funny and they're actually some really good the thing that is so great about those disney renaissance movies the lion king uh, tarzan pocahontas mulan is that they make them for an adult audience but it's also for children like they they work both ways, which I think is like the best part about those movies. But now they're remaking all these movies, and they all suck. Every single one of them sucked. The Jungle Book sucked. Uh, the Lion King really, really sucked. Uh, this new Mulan, I haven't seen it, but I can only assume. And all the other ones, they're so bad. I mean, Beauty and the Beast was terrible. Did you see any of the other ones? What were some of the other ones? Aladdin. Aladdin, Aladdin was so bad. Oh my goodness, it was so bad. I remember I went and saw it with like six other guys. <laughs> Because we were like, let's go watch Aladdin. Wow. Yeah, I know. Priorities. And then it was it was really bad. But it's funny because Disney goes on. They talk about this anti... Um, they talk about Georgia and their anti-abortion laws. And they say, we can't... We're not going to film in Georgia anymore because of Georgia's anti-abortion laws. And they're standing up for what they believe in, right? Isn't that so great? But then it turns out that they filmed this new Mulan movie in cities in China or near cities in China where they have like literal concentration camps. For the Yo- Uyghur? Uyghur. Uyghur, right? I think it's Uyghur. Uyghur, sorry. I <laughs> I literally asked Taylor before. I was like, how do you pronounce it? Let me pronounce it the right way so I don't mess it up. The Uyghur Muslims in China. What? I just saw a comment that I can't repeat. Sorry. Oh, bad comments. Taylor, you guys are leaving bad comments and you're making Taylor <laughs> laugh, which makes me lose my concentration. Sorry. Um, but they literally put them in concentration camps there. I mean... It's like the hypocrisy is so unreal. We were just talking about the hypocrisy that it's all for pandering and it's all for people trying to showcase that they, oh, they, they're so woke they believe in something. But in reality, they don't really care. They don't really care. If they cared, they wouldn't be filming in these cities outside of China where they have these concentration camps. It's a disgusting, horrible thing. So, you know, I it's don't like know. If you want to talk it, about systemic racism. I know. know. It's like they try and put all the wokeness into their movies now and like all these different kinds of things. Right, but they're literally like having concentration camps against a particular race in China. That's if you want to talk about systemic racism, like let's talk about that. I know, know? but they don't care. They don't care about that. If they cared about that, then they wouldn't be filming there in the first place. Do you think, I'll ask you a question. Do you think that Disney thought that people would find out about it or do you think they thought they could keep it under wraps and no one would know? Like about filming in those locations. Like, could Disney hide it successfully? Yeah. Do you think they were trying to hide it? And like, because obviously they knew. doing it quietly, but I think they just feel like they can get away with anything. Well, they can get away with anything. They own everything. Yeah. I mean, Disney owns so much. Yeah. I mean, Marvel, which also sucks. Everything else. I ESPN, mean, ESPN BC. sucks. Watch Barstool. Much better. Um, yeah. Outkick. Outkick? 
What is that? Travis's sports. Oh, website. really? Oh, yeah. cool. It's great. Yeah. I don't watch sports that much. Anyway. Okay. I want to. <laughs> You're just too busy going to Disney movies with six other I'm dudes too, to watch yeah, sports. I'm too busy with six <laughs> other guys. Okay. That's, that sounds great. Okay. Last thing before we go into this interview. Are you familiar with the TikTok world, Taylor, at all? Um, only because I have to post there for PragerU, and I show my girlfriend cat videos when she gets sad and it oh, makes her feel sweet. better. Oh, that's sweet of you. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with the talk, as we the call talk. it. We call it the talk, you know. As the locals say. As the local youngins, the Zoomers like me call it, the talk. Oh, gosh. But some TikTokers... Are getting canceled. I'm not in this world at all, but I saw this because I go on Snapchat and they post like the most ridiculous garbage every single day on the Snapchat stories. You know, the the side part where they're like all these different leftist brands who go on there and post about, uh, you know, all sorts of weird stories and things. And so this one I was reading and I just wanted to call out because I just I just want to showcase just how stupid this whole thing is and how ridiculous the left has become. So when you guys say that, it's like, oh, this thing isn't that big of a deal. Halloween, not that big of a deal. It's like. Everything is a big deal to them. And you give them an inch, they'll take a mile every single time, okay? You had this girl named Mads Lewis, I think is her name, something like that. Mads Lewis is her name. She's a TikToker. And she got in trouble because she got a spray tan because it was the wintertime, like so many people do. And they came on and said she was trying to be black. They said she was trying to be black because she got a spray tan and they try and cancel her over it along with some other TikTokers, Dixie D'Amelio, who's like Charlie D'Amelio's sister um, and Addison Ray, that famous blonde girl. Or she's brunette now, I think. Right. And her boyfriend cheated on her. I read that. That's not good. I'm a millennial. I don't know these people. You don't know. You don't even know Addison Ray. She's like everywhere. Uh-huh. No. She's like whatever, Taylor. Go look up Addison Ray later. Um, they dance on TikTok. They do really stupid dances. Yeah, those are all the same. It's like no, they're all the same. Yeah. So like, I, there's so much room for creativity on TikTok. It's like you see some of the most amazing creativity, and then you just see people prancing around to a song. And it's like we could talk about that for a sec. <laughs> let's talk about it for a sec. Let's talk about Instagram Reels too. You go, you go, like you go on Instagram. You go on the explore page or you want to search for someone or search for a friend, whatever it might be. You go on the explore page on Instagram and every single day it's it's just some woman's boobs on my Instagram reels. It's like that is the only thing they are pushing to me. And it's like all the all my friends who I talk to as well, they're like, yeah, I go on the explore page and the only thing on there is like it's like all the you know, there's like related pictures and things you like. But the reels are just hot chicks every single day, all day. Are you Do you notice that, Taylor? Are you on there? You see the same thing? It's like ridiculous. And it's like imagine being like a 13-year-old boy. It's like the same algorithms for them too. You get a Instagram when you turn 13 years old. You go on there and the first thing you're seeing is just all these scantily clad women all day, every single day. That is what it feeds you. Every single day, all day. I guarantee you if you're a parent and you go, I'm not trying to narc on your kids going on Instagram, <laughs> but if you go on your kid's Instagram, and you go to the explore page, I guarantee you the first thing that you see on the reels is some chick doing yeah. like some dance with her boobs hanging out or her butt hanging out. Or literally, like, I don't mean to be rude to these women. They're so talented and beautiful. But, I mean, they're just, they're dressed in nothing. And then they just walk on the camera. They just walk or they look at the camera. And it's like 10 seconds long. 
and they get like 10 million views. It's like insane. It's absolutely insane. They can just walk and look hot and they get 10 million views. That 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 is crazy to me that it's ah oh, it's just everywhere. It's just everywhere on TikTok, on Instagram. It's like the thing that is being fed to people is just women who are not dressed at all. And that's like a scary thing. You know, I'm going to bring a, a kid into the world one day. I'm going to have a daughter who I hope never does that. That's the, the goal. I will teach her to never put her body like that on social media as well as, you know, if I have a son, I hope that he's not spending all day looking at it. But I understand the temptation is very hard. You know, the temptation is very hard. So anyway, that stuff sucks. And I hate the way the social media pushes that towards people. I think it's really gross. But they know that it's going to get the clicks. They know that people are going to go on and just want to see hot chicks all day long. You know, and these girls are making careers out of going on and just being hot and starting an OnlyFans account. You know, what sort of incentive does a, a woman have to, to start a family or do something, you know, really meaningful and amazing in her life? If social media is so prevalent or OnlyFans is so prevalent, she can go on and just start one of those and never have to work again because she's making hand over fist just showing her body on Instagram or on OnlyFans, you know, like. I hope that, I don't think that's sexist. Is that sexist? I don't think so, but it's just, it's crazy to me, you know? Like, sure, you have the freedom to do whatever you want. I'm not saying you don't have the freedom. I'm not trying to sound like some old boomer saying, oh, put some clothes on, you, you know, whatever. I'm just trying to say that it's like, to me, it's like it sucks that that's the culture that we live in. That it's like that's what women are expected to do in a society, you know? And then men, it's not, it's not any better for men because men are just feeding into it, you know? Because the temptation is too high. The temptation is too high, so they just continue to look at it, and they like it, and they comment on it, so then the women get validation, the men get validation from that, and it's like a, a never-ending cycle, and it's just bad for both parties. It is bad for both people to have these kind of things on social media. I'm not just trying to say this is women's fault, okay? It's not just women's fault that this is happening. This is men's fault, too, okay? This is men's fault just the same. I think that, that as a society, we need to respect ourselves more, and I can say this from, you know, someone who has not always been the most respectable person like that, you know? Like I grew up like going through high school and college, you know, I partied a lot and did a lot of stuff and not always the, you know, proudest moments. But I can say that, you know, now being a, an adult, 24 years old as of last week and, and, and growing up a lot and now seeing these things and looking back, I'm like, you know, this is pretty gross. This is pretty bad. And I understand that the, the implications that it had on me, you know, seeing things like this growing up. And I'm like, that's bad for me. That was bad for me to see these things. I can only, and I was like, you know, when I was, when I saw these kind of things, it wasn't just on, it wasn't on Instagram. We didn't really have Instagram. It was like, you would have to go on the internet and find it, you know? And now it's like, now it's just there. Now you can just log on to Instagram immediately and it's porn. Like right there. It's literally porn. I mean, that's literally what it is. Even if they're not completely naked, it's that's what it is. Anyway, there's my rant about that done. Sorry. I, I, I just thought about that and I was like, wow, this is really weird. And, you know, you, yeah. what do you think? I mean, I, I think it's it, it it's kind of like the classic Jurassic Park problem of the like we built this technology but we weren't ready for it type of thing. I know. And <laughs> it's like we have this new technology in our pockets. We have high speed internet. You know, the kids have access to it, but um, I just we're not you know socially developed enough to like handle the you know what this is doing to brains and what this is doing to like patterns and girls are incentivized to do this stuff because you get the attention you want or you can make money on OnlyFans right. and guys it's just like well okay I've got this at my fingertips so why would I not do this I'm not hurting anyone but right. what it's hurting is like our norms it's hurting the way you interact with each other it's hurting just your development as a, as a healthy person and you know so 
yeah, it's a weird weird thing to navigate and it's thrown a whole wrench in just like how young people develop and, and then men feel like they don't need to get a girlfriend too you know because it's like they can just look at chicks on instagram yeah it's like why do i need to go out and look for a girl i just have you know I think it wasn't there like I think there, there's like a John Mayer interview in Playboy where he said that, or, or I don't know if it was exactly him, but some famous singer or celebrity was like, "Yeah, I'm not really motivated to be with real women anymore because I can just use porn." Yeah, it's like it's so true. It is so true. All the guys, all all my homies, all the people we talk to. I mean, it's just like it is so true, where they feel so unmotivated, and they're like, you know, we have like a group chat between friends and stuff, and they're just like, you know. They're just like every day I log on to Instagram and that's all it is. Anyway, let's get off this topic. I, I don't know. I think it's very important, maybe something for another day to talk about. But, you know, men, women, we all have to be better and more responsible on social media. That's my message. And I know that me saying this isn't going to be like, wow, like all people are going to now be better on social media. I don't know. I just, I'm just thinking about it. I, w- I wish that things are better. OK, I want to get into this interview that we have and this is going to wrap up the show today interview that we have with a guy named Travis Fenderson, who is a officer here in Los Angeles and also part of the uh, Los Angeles Schools Police Officers Association. And you guys can check it out now. We talked about all the mandates and things that are going into schools and what they're teaching our children about police. So here we go. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Travis Fenderson. I really appreciate it. Who is a representative of the Los Angeles Schools Police Officers Association. I got that right this time? Yes, sir. <laughs> it's definitely a mouthful. But I wanted to bring you on today. I talked to, to Joe and some other people within your organization because what is going on with the students right now is absolutely insane. Um, I would love it if you could share what the students are being taught in the schools and why. Well, um... The, the leadership at UTLA um, has aligned themselves with uh, BLM. Um, and, and that's the teachers union, right? That's the teachers union. Yeah. And the problem with this is it's not represent. Well, there are a few problems. Um, it's not representative uh, representation of the entire teachers union because there are several teachers that don't feel um, the way the or that organization is going. They don't feel the same direction. Um, unions are supposed to be about labor. Unions are supposed to be about supporting them, uh, the, the, organ, the members within the organization, as well as other unions. You know, so some of the things that are going on are, are beyond alarming. Um, funding and things like that are supposed to be the big conversation, but in actuality, that's not the true conversation at all. The true conversation is anti-police rhetoric. And to teach kids that is a disservice to students, faculty, families, community, everybody as a whole. No one wins when you tell students to be afraid of their safety net, of the the few people in the school district or in society that have actually taken an oath to protect them. There's no one else on a school campus, at least in Los Angeles, that can say they actually come to work every day with the expectation of the possibility presenting itself to actually lay their life down for kids that they aren't even related to. There's no one else within the school district that could actually say that. 
Yeah, that's kind of crazy that you have these t- or these police officers in the school who are protecting the children, and at the same time, the teachers are going around and saying how bad the police are. You know, I saw a post from the from it was actually the Uni- uh, Los Angeles Teachers Association. I believe it was on their Instagram page. It might have posted at other places. It was a teacher who had a shirt that said "Cop Lives Kill." I mean, and this is a teacher who's going out. And influencing young people, and now they're doing it all over Zoom, but influencing young people, teaching our young students, what are some of the other things that you're seeing these, these teachers teach the students? Any specifics or anything you've seen that's atrocious? Well, let me, let me make it very clear. There are a lot of teachers within LAUSD, within UTLA, that understand that all of this is wrong. There are a lot of teachers that stand for student safety. There are a lot of teachers that understand, as a matter of fact, a a large percentage of our calls come from teachers, which is why we know all of this is not a representation of all of the teachers. I mean, to to teach kids um, how to protest is one thing, but then to teach kids what to protest against is clearly a personal, personal issue. That's a personal agenda to teach kids, you know, how to make change in society, to teach kids, you know, how to vote and what the procedure looks like is one thing. But when you completely do everything you can to influence those students' perspective, that's when it becomes beyond a travesty, especially when the people that you're telling them to get rid of are the very people that they go to for safety. These are the things, when you see a teacher get up there with a, you know, a cops kill t-shirt, that's incredible. I mean, where, where would any school district, where would any city, where would any society be without some resemblance of order? Somebody has to keep that order. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's disheartening to hear that or to see that the leadership at UTLA, this is their message. Yeah, it seems crazy because like going on their social media page, you say that there are some teachers who are standing up or, or don't agree with what the teachers, uh, teachers union is doing. And I totally see that. But then on social media, you go and look and the only thing that the teachers union is pushing is teachers in BLM shirts and teachers in George Floyd shirts with cops kill shirts. I mean, why aren't the other teachers speaking up? If they, and if they do speak up, are they getting bullied? Are they getting fired, ostracized? That's exactly what's going on. So the teachers that attempt to speak out against all of this rhetoric are being bullied. You know, their, their, their social media accounts are hacked. You know, they're not being included in, in votes. They're not being told about voting dates and things like that. Certain things, certain tactics, you know, that I thought everyone was supposed to be against are exactly the tactics that their union leadership is utilizing. And there are several teachers that have come out and said, hey, what is this? When is this meeting going to be? When is this vote going to be? And the response that they get is, well, we're not quite sure yet. Or it may be on this day, this day, or this day. We're not sure. We'll let you know. So the corruption goes incredibly deep with the teachers union stopping. It's it's incredible. And so what are you guys as an organization trying to do to to push against this? Because is the things that they're trying to teach in the schools, are these things going to be mandated now? Well, I mean, there, there are some people that would prefer that these things were mandated. However, you know, that may take longer and, and take a whole lot more um, than they can accomplish in a short period of time. You know, but um, some of the things that we're attempting to do are just get everyone aware, you know, make the rest of the teachers aware, 
make community members aware, make parents aware, make board members aware, make everybody aware. Because at the end of the day, you know, I had a conversation with a UTLA membership uh, leadership uh, two weeks ago, a Zoom meeting, and they don't traditionally do this. But I was asked to come on by some deans, some school deans who are teachers, UTLA members, and they said, look, we support school police because we work directly with school police. The people making decisions for us don't work with you guys. The people making decisions for us don't understand what we do. They come from schools or areas or school populations that have nothing to do with um, issues that would involve police departments or police officers. So we support you guys because we know the validity and the importance of you guys on campus. So make a long story short, one of the uh, people on the Zoom meeting was actually the person who authored the, the, uh, the memo to defund school police. And they asked her some questions. I asked her some questions. Um, I'm not a guy to get hostile. I don't even argue with my wife. So I'm definitely not going to argue with anybody in the public. I'm not that guy. And she said, well, defunding you guys is, will help our budget. And you know, I said, well, explain to me how this works. Well, your budget will pay for more counselors, more psychiatric, uh, psychiatric social workers, more of all these people. I said, well, if you break down the numbers, if you took what's left of the entire school police budget, you'd pay for less than 150 school counselors. LAUSD has 1300 location codes. What does 150 counselors at base pay without benefits, what is that going to do for 650,000 students, 150 more counselors? I don't see the validity of it. I don't see how that's effective. As a former teacher myself, I know exactly what a counselor is responsible for. One more counselor on every high school in LAUSD does nothing for the bigger picture. It does nothing for crime trends or patterns. It does nothing for crime trends in the community. It does nothing for the common calls that we handle, domestic issues, um, issues between parents over custody, uh, thefts, robberies, damage to teachers' cars, burglaries. You put a one more counselor on every school, every high school campus, that those issues don't go away. And these are the things that, that, that they haven't given thought to. It seems like now that we need the police more than ever. I mean, with just looking at videos from last night, there were riots here in Los Angeles and things going on. And, and I've heard lots of stories about just how, how poor children are doing. And I mean, when they're not in school, they can't go to a physical campus. It seems to me like they're much more likely to get, you know, especially in like the inner city and places that aren't as economically privileged, they're going to be getting into things like gangs and in more trouble uh, because of online school. I mean, it seems to me like having you guys around would be the number one thing that we should be doing right now. I would think that, but you're talking about, a, a, we're, we're discussing a group of people who have an agenda and that agenda is not for the benefit of the students. Listen, in South Los Angeles alone, the last week of August, there were 32 shooting victims in seven days. You cannot tell me, anybody with any kind of rational sense cannot tell me that these things will not spill onto a school campus. The only reason they don't is because schools are closed, which is also why UTLA has decided to use this time 
to push and get rid of us. It's unbelievable to me. I mean, I have my girlfriend's family. She has police officers within her family. And so it's something that's super near to me, the, the amazing work that you do. When you talk about the agenda that these people have, we can end with this. It's like, what is the end goal for these people within the teachers union? Why, why do they want to do this? What benefit do they get from doing this? Well, you know, as much as I hate to say this, um, it seems like a socialist agenda is what they're pushing to get simply because number one, they've never sat down to talk to any police officers at this, this stage in American society, every law enforcement across the country is willing to discuss reform. We're all willing to discuss it. That conversation doesn't come up because BLM does not want to sit down and talk about it. You know, it, and, and it's unfortunate because everybody in society is, is hurt by the lack of law enforcement within the streets. When you take all this money from all these different police departments, what do you think, which communities do you think are impacted the most? It's not the well-to-do suburbs. It's the inner city. You're you know, seeing this the, in New York already. Where you're seeing it in New York. The police, yeah. you're, you're seeing it in Los Angeles. You're seeing it within the sheriff's department. You're seeing it in LAPD. You're seeing all these places. You know, the, the suburban communities, they don't have these issues. Now, are there some things that need to change? Absolutely. I think we can all agree on that. But let's talk about changing them. You don't, you know, get rid of an entire institution because there are a couple guys that do th some things wrong. You get rid of those guys. You know, like I said, what's next? Is UTLA going to get rid of the principals union because they're upset with the principals? Are they going to get rid of the custodians because they don't feel the way the classrooms are clean was sufficient? Are they going to get rid of the bus drivers because the kid got to school late because he was getting off the bus late? I mean, where does this stop? This is, you've never seen in history one union cannibalize and eat another union. You've never seen this. This is unprecedented. And it's-, it's Teachers. A teacher's union is incredibly powerful. What incredibly can, powerful. What can the people watching this, if they're concerned about what's going on, what can they do to either you know, show their support for this, show their support for what you guys are doing, or, or try to put a stop to what's going on? Contact your local administrators. Contact your local school board members. Contact all those that, that make decisions. Let them know how concerned you are let them know the safety risks let them know that that you know you're not in favor of sending your kids to school that aren't schools that aren't going to be safe because i mean you could put you know like i said I, I was a teacher for a long time you can put 15 teachers in front of a school good luck you know it's 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 not going to happen it's not going to benefit anybody there's no replacement for a police officer, an armed police officer in front of a school on a campus. How else can you keep them away? And the people within the communities have to be the ones to say, hey, look, I want that guy there. I want that young lady there. That's the person that keeps my sons or my daughter safe on the way to school, on the way home from school, on campus. That's the person that keeps that criminal from entering the campus. You know, there's, there's no UTLA membership that could actually do that. 
Right. And so you guys here and that watching them for this right now, it's up to you guys. If you guys don't go on and say something to the people who are in charge of this, then it's only going to continue to get worse. And your children will be unsafe when they go to school. We need you guys. I really appreciate you coming on, Officer Travis. Really appreciate it. And if there's no anything problem. else you need from me, please always don't hesitate to reach out. I really appreciate what you guys are doing over there. Thank you guys for the time. And, and hopefully you guys all, you know, go out there and, and support the safety that you know you deserve. Thank you. Talk to you later. All right. Talk Bye. to you later. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching today's podcast. I wanted to say one comment that I thought was really funny. It was, uh, where is it, Taylor? It's the one. Okay, from Jeremy Johnson. From JJ. Good old JJ said, what if the movie is about a single person like Castaway? Does he have to be a black gay CEO, even if the actual person is white? I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Wilson is a disabled gay volleyball. volleyball yeah disabled gay volleyball he needs to be painted in the rainbow flag <laughs> yeah painted rainbow volleyball thank you guys so much for watching remember if you want to send me anything prageru.com slash contact has our p.o box um you can also make sure that you go on apple podcasts and you rate this five stars you leave me and taylor a nice note really appreciate it follow me and prageru on social media so you can be up to date and remember if you're in california the premiere the live premiere event huge deal huge event Saturday or Friday, September 25th, 7 p.m., Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. 7 p.m., Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills in California. We'd love to see you guys there for the premiere of my new uh, movie. Okay, guys, that's about all we got. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week at 3 p.m. next week, actually. 3 p.m. PST, 6 p.m. EST, because I'm getting on a flight, heading back home to Colorado to visit my mom. So, peace, guys. See ya.